some of the stuff that we talk to, some might consider a little on the woo-woo side. And, uh, and one of the areas that this can sometimes come up is the idea of rituals. But in reality, there's, there's actually a lot of concrete things that happen, and maybe it's a little bit of a woo-woo name for something that's already happening in every organization. So I was wondering how you can explain how we think about rituals and how they contribute to company culture and company success. Right. An another word for rituals is habit. Uh, another uh, word would be, um, you know, the, the Tuesday meeting that we go to every week. Uh, you know, th th there are a lot of things that we already naturally do within an organization and uh, we do it again and again. And that really in the most basic sense is what a ritual is. Um, I think that where the, um, the strength of rituals comes in, you know, the, the way that we talk about it in Lead Together is that as we're building a culture and helping a culture flourish and grow, that there are certain behaviors uh, habits that we want to build and instill into an organization because it's a it's a choice of how we want our organization to uh, to function, and um, there are I, I think we can all think of times where there was a great practice something somebody suggested we should do this, and it was done once and never repeated again even though maybe it went well, uh, or maybe it just needed a little tweak, and so. The idea of ritual is to find those things that are strengthening and bringing energy to the organization that are helping guide the organization and figuring out how can we ensure that those things continue again and again. And uh, some of those ideas uh, could be quite woo-woo. And there are a lot of uh, really uh, neat examples of what different companies have come up with. Um, and some of them are just very practical. Uh, and in, in both senses, it is what brings, it, that is the culture. Really, if you think about what is culture, culture is those things that get repeated in an organization and really um, build the, uh, the foundation of who the team is, what it stands for, how it operates. And uh, so to make it more practical, I love Susan, you, I always think of you when I think uh, rituals because you've, you've shared some, some pretty fun ones, uh, some pretty wacky ones. And I'd love to hear a couple of examples from you. Oh, I don't know if I can remember any of the wacky ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, thinking about rituals, I was, um, I was considering for myself when you, um, when you offer that habits and rituals um, are interchangeable. I, when I think of a ritual, I think of something that's more in maybe a little bit more intentional and thought about, whereas maybe habit is something that's just more reflexive or reactive. Um, sure, sure. So maybe mm -hmm. that's maybe that maybe that's a that's just another way to think to think of it. Um, but you know the, the rituals also have different cadences, right? So the most famous one is the check-in, right? The idea that before we get going on the topic that we need to get going on, we're just checking in with each other, just bringing that those relational elements into the field so that we can see them and we can use them as additional data before we um, start on the work that we're trying to do. Um, 
And, you know, when you're mentioning woo-woo for some organizations, even the idea of just taking a moment and say, how you going is super, super vulnerable and woo-woo. Um, but in my, I guess in my experience, if I had to choose one, that's the most powerful and the most, yeah, like has changed the way that it feels for me to be in teams and to do work together, it would definitely be the check-in. Um, Many teams do retrospectives um, after a uh, after a work project of of some description to acknowledge what felt really good, um, spot what was missing, and make action oriented decisions on how we might want to change our approach the next time. Um, we in in greater than every year we do a ritual called stepping in. <laughs> Um, and this is a, this is because we're a decentralized team all over the world. What it looks like basically is just a mural um, with a with a, a little cartoon of a fire in the middle. Uh, we all choose a, uh, a an icon or an image or an avatar that represents us, and we step as close to the fire as we're feeling for that season. And the closer you are to the fire, to the middle, the the both the warmer you get and the, and the more you're responsible for attending the fire and, um, and, and being, being more responsible for what's happening in the core and for the whole. Um, another uh, ritual, again, uh, can, in an organization can be um, offsites or, or intentional moments where we come together and concentrate on building our relationships. And within those, within those rituals, there can be additional rituals like telling the story of the organization, um, having open space, um, having uh, shared meals, right? So rituals are on a huge continuum. And all I can say is that pay attention to what works for you because not everything will and not everything will forever. And Travis, I know you've got some examples of when we talk about or think about rituals that are no longer serving. Um, yeah, what have you seen there? Yeah, thanks. I, I see a lot of things and I, I think it is to build on the, uh, the difference you were talking about from um, habit versus ritual, right? When we talk about ritual, we're talking about things that are symbolic and meaningful and also require full engagement, right? There are, typically anchored in celebration, and they bring that sense of purpose and belonging, uh, all key elements of ritual. And it, when rituals go poorly, it's because they slip away from some of those elements. I think the, the most common is the, the meetings that are there on the other calendar because we were doing it for a while. And chances are, it was really useful for a while. That's why it became a repeated, repeated meeting. But if it doesn't require our full engagement, um, and it's not meaningful, and it's not building our story, then kill it. One of the other things that the uh, the Ready does um, early in their engagements that I think is a great one is come and just get rid of all meetings for a week and see which ones the team misses. Uh, and put those back and leave the other ones that people aren't missing off. Uh, that can often be ones that everybody thought other people were concerned about but aren't. The, the all hands often gets um, at least transformed, if not uh, com completely uh, stricken, because 
it can actually just be a proxy for people telling things that they already were going to say in other meetings to these same group of people that care more and can actually do something about. Um, another one, like our, our favorite uh, ritual, the other check-in, can easily become stale if it doesn't have some intention and some interpersonal connection behind it. If it becomes a performative act where I say something, right? And that's, that's where I think a lot of check-ins started off with something well-meaning and when i've seen them go stale and go wrong in organizations is because people aren't really using that as a chance to see how they're doing personally in this moment what they are bringing to the other meeting but they're just answering the the same trite rehearsed message that uh that is in mind oh i'm, I'm fine had a good weekend um what are you up to this weekend maybe that's personally connecting for people maybe it's not um, and it should be worth examining that because uh, rituals that are stale and old aren't serving anybody in any way. 